You are listening to Bold Dreams Held Loosely, Visions Embodied. What does it mean to hold a bold dream loosely? It means imagining the wildest, most daring possible future for yourself and having the courage to set out toward it. It means faith in the process and in the destination that the journey makes possible that only takes shape as you journey toward it. It's being completely open to what life unfolds before you, trusting your internal compass will guide you to a place beyond your most wild imaginings. Visions Embodied is a collection of stories from way stations on the journey to self-actualization and becoming. We are all on different journeys, but we never walk alone. My name is Taryn Watts, and I am the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy. Inside this series, I hold space for the stories of Emory alumni who are courageously walking their path towards their dreams. Inside these conversations, they share the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of the road less traveled. Let these stories open your mind to what is possible. Uh, I am here with my guest today, Julie Doan. Julie is a pharmacist, life and health coach who brings a holistic and sustainable approach to physical, mental and emotional well-being. Disrupting the current healthcare system that's focused on disease management, Julie is here to empower her patients and clients to regain their health naturally and safely um, to reduce their need for medication through lifestyle habits. She is an expert in women's hormonal, cardiovascular, and metabolic, metabolic health, as well as stress management. In addition, she is passionate about helping other healthcare practitioners with their mental and emotional well-being so that they can prevent burnout and fall back in love with their life and their profession. Julie. Hi, Taryn. Thank Hi. you so much it's for been, having me. It's been, it's been too long, my friend. Exactly. Too long. It's been two years since you've graduated from the MRA, and uh, it's it's so wonderful to reconnect with you. And um, I've I've been following along your journey from the from the sidelines, uh, you know, over social media and seeing all the beautiful things that you're putting out into the world. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what you're doing now, two years later after graduation, with um, with your coaching skills. So maybe we start from, maybe we start from the beginning of, you know, what, what drew you to want to, you know, you being a pharmacist, what drew you to want to get into the space of, of coaching? Mm. So thank you for asking that question. And to be honest, coaching kind of came to me by quote unquote accident in the sense that, so I had a few um, health issues back when I was uh, 24 years old. So I, I just freshly graduated from pharmacy, started practicing my first year, and just through some blood tests, uh, my doctor found there were some uh, abnormalities. And it was nothing to be too concerned about, but basically my doctor said, like, if you don't make some changes, you might have to start some pills for this. And for me, just the idea of, of you know, having to take pills for something that I knew could be managed through lifestyle habits was just um, was just too strange for me to even fathom. Like I'm 24 having to take pills, like, no, this is not the route that I want to go down, um, down towards. And already at that time I had the understanding that medication is very powerful can, can help with a lot of things, but also wasn't the solution to every health problem, especially not like chronic conditions, which really, um, lifestyle habits had such a strong component. And I was, really starting to realize as a pharmacist that 
um, preventative medicine was something that really also needed to be talked about, not just the treatment, but really how can we prevent? And also the overall idea, like how can we just really thrive in health? In our healthcare system, we talk a lot about managing diseases, but we don't talk about how to maintain and how to really be like full of health, full of vitality. That's like not part of our vocabulary as healthcare professionals traditionally. So as I was really navigating my own, better managing my stress, actually sleeping more <laughs> could um, really support me. I ended up normalizing my blood test. I ended up also um, with unexpected, but very pleasant surprises. Like I, got, I cured my own eczema, hormonal acne that I had for years. I had to be on birth control pill, reflux. I just had a lot of little things that I thought was kind of normal to have. But when I saw that through my life thing and I could get off medication, I was like, oh, this is like a really interesting, um, you know, path. So I started studying holistic nutrition really for my own benefit. And I shared this on, on social media. And through this, people started, you know, asking me uh, questions like, oh, can you help me with this? Oh, I saw you had these results. So um, as I had the knowledge, I had the skills uh, and I had this demand, I was like, okay, let me go go into it and really explore um explore this and you know with hindsight it just makes so much sense uh, to, for me to go into this field because you know if i look at my some of my core values and you know for me it's creating impact being of service um, expansion and growth so always wanting to learn and also the um, core value of health and well-being is just part of I really feel like it's part of who I am. Like for sure, I went into healthcare because I'll be honest, my parents really encouraged me very strongly to go into there. It's like a very Asian immigrant parent thing to like go in healthcare, it's secure. And luckily, like it actually is something that suited me very well because I always I feel like I always had this thing inside of me where like I want to help care for other people. And health has always been that thing that fascinated me a lot. So like when I look at health coaching. Um, the way, I mean, I define it is creating a partnership with either patients or clients and then helping them build the skills to take care of their own health in a way that's really sustainable. And I, you know, focus on the word, like helping them build their own skills. Cause like in traditional or conventional healthcare, it's a lot about like healthcare professionals telling people like, oh, this is what you have to do. <laughs> And you just follow, but we all know that that's not really working well for our for our patients. But like health coaching is felt like this beautiful, empowering way to really support people in their health. And that's, I would say, like through, I guess, my own natural skills, through the, the values that I really uh, feel are important to me. Um, and also this demand or like this request for people asking for help that's kind of how like i came into like health coaching at first it's like it found you <laughs> it, it found you i think that's a that, that that's a that's like a, a truth right there is a there's a there's this natural um desire inside of you this natural like um, wanting to be of service wanting to create impact this natural curiosity about health and you know and 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 then marrying that with coaching skills um it's like a glove yeah it really it really does it just feels so 
it really feels right. Um, like a feeling of like roundedness and like it's just so natural. Mm-hmm. I can also imagine from my perspective, it, there seems to be a um, like an awakening, like a like a more of a mass awakening happening around you know, there's so many shows out now exposing big pharma and exposing, you know, these medications. And I can imagine there being a surge in like a need for what you're offering in the world. No, definitely. And I mean, I think there is um, more and more of an awareness of like when I think about, let's say, my parents' generation, how they viewed healthcare. Again, it was really like I go to see my healthcare provider. They tell me what to do, and they kind of fix me, right? And now people are really starting to ask, like, well, how can I take care of my own health? And they're starting also to question, you know, the uh, the the things out there. And I think it's a, it's a healthy questioning of like, what is their healthcare provider provider um, telling them, and them asking, okay, is this right for me? Does this resonate? And also, as you mentioned, there's I mean, as much as, because I, I still practice as a pharmacist and I still believe in the, and I'm very grateful for modern medicine. And at the same time, it's also being aware and eyes open of, yes, there is a, you know, financial, you know, in a, an industry behind this that is benefiting from, um, you know, the medication being sold. So it's being able to really, um, you know, look at this with eyes open, navigating this and also seeing what resonates, um, you know, for, for myself, but also what resonates for, for people. So definitely there is that awareness and it's, um, it's a really good time uh, right now to um, be in th- this field and be able to serve because people are, yeah, like you mentioned, are, are wanting a lot of this. So Julie, what does it look like when a client first comes to work with you? Like, what is the, what is, what is the, what does it look like? Um, so it really, it varies. Cause I have, let's say, uh, in the beginning, um, I was doing more like general health coaching, really, um, you know, anyone who really wants to, um, you know, learn how to nourish their body in a way that's very sustainable. Um, that's the kind of clientele I was attracting. So it was mainly people who used to be like, kind of, I guess the diet cultures, uh, really trying different, you know, quick, quick fixes. Um, and realizing that, okay, this is not what I, I want. I want to be able now to really take care of my body in a way that feels good to me and that's sustainable. And, you know, so along with the component of giving them the more practical tools of like how to create meals that are balanced, I was also a lot, focusing a lot on their relationship with food and their relationship with their body. You know, how can in, you know, today's society or diet culture, you know, the body was something to that had to you know be fixed or you had to contort it to fit into a certain mold and like food was seen as something that you know there was often um labeled as good or bad so sometimes eating foods it felt really guilty um so it's kind of helping undo all, all of that in order to create a relationship with food that felt really supportive nourishing and being able to see the body as like you know a uh, a beautiful ally in creating a partnership with them. So at the beginning of my practice, when I first started, it was a lot uh, focused on that. And also because of my pharmacist background, I had people coming to me who wanted to um, reduce their, as much as possible, their need for medication, you know, for lifestyle habits. So I was helping people with sure. pre-diabetes. Uh, and it was this, 
it's always so rewarding to have somebody tell me like, oh, I just had my blood test and my doctor told me I can reduce this dose of medication and um, really being able to see um, like in those tangible ways, like the how I'm helping, you know, create a, a healthier society, or at least for, for that person and their environment. Because often they would also tell me like, yeah, my kids are like, I want to eat like mommy, you know, I want to like nourish myself like mommy. They're using these beautiful words that are really supportive um, in helping them build a healthier relationship. So that's what it looks like, what it looked like. It still looks like that now, but it really would look like that in the beginning. And as in the last two years, I've developed more of an expertise in hormonal health. So helping women uh, get off hormonal birth control um, and really helping them, um, you know, develop one a better relationship with their menstrual cycle, but also help um, them manage a lot of conditions um, related to their cycle. So whatever that was painful periods, a condition called a polykystic um, ovary syndrome, and also like irregular periods or fertility challenges, um, really helping them see, okay, what is what tools can they, you know, uh, gather to help support them in their cycle? Um, whether that's, you know, in order to help them get off medication eventually, or, you know, in addition to medication, but allowing them to reduce their needs. So that's, um, you know, what it looks like um, in terms of, you know, how clients, why clients are attracted to me. And they, it's really for those, those different reasons, I would say. The what would you say are some of the biggest lifestyle habit changes that you recommend to your clients? There's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really coming back to basics. Yeah, I would say, and really being able to implement that because I feel a lot of people know what they they need to do, but they have a hard time implementing it, and that's the beauty of you know, coaching, really helping them remove those barriers to like implementation and allowing them to um, implement it, but also build confidence in themselves that they like, they are somebody who can actually bring this into their life and sustain it. And I'm bringing back to the idea of like diet culture where a lot of things are like, um, you know, you go really intensely for two weeks and after you stop for like, I don't know, four months. And this is really damaging people's self-confidence and self-perception of themselves of like how they you know, um, a lot of my clients, they have, um, they have a certain like self-talk of like, you know, I'm not somebody who can uh, sustain change or I'm not somebody who can, um, you know, stick to what I, I'll say I'll do. Right? And that is so heartbreaking. So when I'm helping them just rebuild the tools, the, you know, um, you know, what I is, is called like a balanced meal, like so on unprocessed foods, eat more natural foods and how to help them, you know, sleep at better times hydrate again it just sounds very mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like very basic right and i always tell people like i, I kind of warn them in advance like you know like it might not sound as sexy as all these things you hear outside like online or on social media but this is really the thing that is going to help move the needle so mm. what i'll share to you yeah it doesn't sound mind-blowing <laughs> but it does make the difference we say like the small consistent changes is really what you know helps you move along so have any magic tricks to share with you Sharon? <laughs> oh you know i love oh, i love your response i love that that answer i have this i i just truly believe that 
um, there are there there are so in all areas of wellness, whether it's your you know your physical health, whether it's your emotional mental health, what all areas of healthness of wellness, there are oh my you are in people are inundated with the, the this solution. It's like the the flavor of the week over here, and or this solution or this solution, and it's it's overwhelming to be a consumer of that. And I just have this belief that like all all like true like the truth is always so simple mm. you know that all things good and true are like back to basics like like you just said and most of the time it's just our minds we just need to need to move through some blocks or some limiting beliefs to get to just the the basics so i love that no you're definitely right it's it is very overwhelming and you know, one of the reasons um, people come to to me or not to any, any coach is like this. On somebody like to guide me and just yeah. like, sort through all of this information and just help me focus. Like, what is it that I need to like focus on and like kind of put like temporary blinders just to help me like find the basics. And after that, if you want like you know extra things, then we can you know definitely explore what uh, additional tools maybe you'll need in your toolkit. But like, let's build that foundation first so I always say like this is a foundation and I get also feedback from clients that let's say I worked with two three four years ago that they often say like you know you are the beginning of my health journey and since then I've gained so much tools but like you were really mm. like in the beginning and I feel like that's perfect that's where I, I love to be you know um being able to you know introduce them to to these tools you're the gateway Gateway. I love that. Yes, the gateway. <laughs> and, you know, my goal is also at the end of the, our work together is that they feel like they have enough tools to be able to, you know, apply on their own or like explore, you know, other things. But they always have that foundation that they can. What I love about what you've done and getting to witness what you've done um, and what you've built, what you've created, you know, um, you've, you know, we, we talk a lot about at the MRA, we talk a lot about getting to marry these coaching skills with your passions or with your areas of expertise. So, you know, I am not, I am no expert in health and <laughs> health. You are, that's your passion. That's your expertise. And then you, you know, getting to learn the, the coaching skills, the way you've blended it, the way you've married this and created such an incredible offer to the world. It's just a, uh, it's, it's incredible to see. Thank you. Thank you for witnessing that. And I feel very blessed to be able to contribute you know, to my calling, to my purpose in a way that is just so aligned and be able to share my gifts. I mean, my, um, the way I want to serve uh, has evolved, you know, since mm -hmm. I built my, my coaching practice and we, we can get into that yeah um but i always feel like it's always coming back to the ability to to serve in a way that feels um it always comes back for me to health and the modalities or the way i choose to serve eventually not evolves but there's always back to that like how can i help people in their health whether that is physical mental or emotional that's the thing that like lights me up the most and different coaching skills that I've accumulated 
uh, and implemented definitely has helped um, contribute mm -hmm. to, to that. So tell me, how has it evolved? So um, if we just take a step back, like in, so I built, I started my health coaching business in 2019 yeah. and 2020, you know, the pandemic <laughs> arrived and I, there was a little um, intuition or nudge like to create something for my healthcare colleagues because obviously the pandemic was challenging for so many, for everyone. Um, but I also, you know, I got to see how it affected my, my colleagues in the healthcare space. And I told myself, I, should, I need to create something for them. At the same time, I had just, well, my, my health coaching business, I considered it was still new. It was one year in. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to focus on this to build, like, again, the foundations before I um, diverge my attention to something else. But, like, it was, I still felt it was so important. And I'm like, I kind of made a promise to it. We'll come back to this. I'm going to put it in the back burner, but I will come to this when the timing is right and also when I'm able to give the attention that it needs. So fast forward to the end of last year, 2022, I'm getting these nudges and these like things, like intuition saying like, it's time. You need to do something now. You need to act on it. And I was resisting the call. Like we <laughs> <And> do. <laughs> <laughs> always do you know and i was like oh this is inconvenient i just created this like how inconvenient <laughs> yes, it's very, it was inconvenient it was like um had created this launch like a program thing and i'm like i don't have the mental space right now to onboard this new thing that means i have to let go of something and at the same time it just the signs were just coming on so strong and i just decided to kind of invite the universe <laughs> to be like Okay, you know, uh, for me, one of the, si the signs I chose at the time was like a dragonfly. It's like, show me a dragonfly if I'm meant to pursue this and I'm maybe meant to let go of this new offer that I created that initially it felt very fun. As I was like delivering it, it was like, I don't know. It wasn't like lighting me up as much. Um, so I kind of let out that uh, request, show me a dragonfly. And two days after, um, I actually I had a appointment at like an esthetician, uh, a new one I never met before. So as she was welcoming in, you know, sitting at the table to kind of ask me that uh, standard questionnaire, I had a good chance to actually look at her, and she was wearing this huge gold dragonfly pendant. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just like, okay, like dragonfly necklaces aren't in style right now like everyone was wearing them and it was like a big one <laughs> it was, so i started laughing and i'm like okay the universe clearly didn't want me to miss the sign and like sent me like this very huge in your face you know, dragonfly necklace and i was like okay <laughs> i get it i'm gonna do uh, i'll do the thing you asked me to do universe so um how i started either dipping my toes or just like beginning to like get the ball rolling was I decided um, I, I'm going to start a podcast uh, around, um, you know, mental and emotional well-being healthcare professionals to really help them, give them the tools to thrive in a very demanding field of healthcare. And, um, you know, it also really met my need um, for 2023, which was, or a desire for really self-expression, mm -hmm. really sharing my voice. Uh, and also, if I maybe take a step back to like why I 
this project um, felt even important to me was that for me, like our healthcare system can only provide a level of care and service to the limits of the well-being of the people working inside mm. of it. Mm. And if our healthcare professionals are burnt out, exotic, mm -hmm. exhausted, depleted, like our patients cannot get the level of care that they deserve need. And for me, you know, if we even take a step back of looking at my mission, is like I want to be able to help contribute to a healthcare system where, you know, patients and the healthcare providers are, are like thriving. So it just, you know, this project of helping healthcare professionals just made so much sense and just really helps fuel my desire to help people with their health. And a mentor once told me in 2020, when this idea first came to me, is like, the, the, what you're doing one-on-one -on -one with people is beautiful it's amazing right but also if you want to really help, help you know create a bigger impact you have to reach and help the leaders mm. and for me the leaders in the healthcare system the healthcare providers so for me when i see let's say i help um you know different healthcare professionals and maybe they start uh, i don't know experimenting with tools of mindfulness and like eating better and sleeping like well then they'll be more inclined to maybe talk to their patients medication versus going right away to medications for sure if medication is needed and you know and and patient if, if that's what the patient wants and that's fine but like if you know maybe oftentimes patients are hesitant about taking medication and if we can just help them explore different modalities you know oftentimes you know when i've met certain people they're like well you're the first person who told me that there's a link between nutrition and my mental health or you're the per person who really advocated for like uh, you know, meditation, helping with anxiety. So, you know, I'm one person, but if a lot of other healthcare professionals are able to implement this in their own life and then share it with the rest of the, you know, their patients, you're like, this is such a ripple effect. There is a powerful ripple effect. That's what I was imagining as you were talking, the impacts beyond what you will ever know, hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's why... Um, this new path is really um, calling for it's me, and so I've been um, doing. I've been hosting my podcast April of this year, so I do like solo episode, but I'm also inviting other healthcare professionals who have a, an aligned vision as me, and help having them share, um, you know, whether it's their own tips on how to healthcare professionals to take better care of themselves, or you know, just different modalities around emotional mental well-being and i've also um started approaching different uh, pharmacist associations to be able to bring the topic of mindfulness uh and mm -hmm. emotional well-being into this um more conservative uh, i would say field world but that is definitely opening especially since the pandemic uh, discussions about mental health is really on the top of people's minds uh, especially with a lot of the burnouts that have been happening since then so i feel like it's a really beautiful time to be um, in this space and, and sharing about um, what is it i desire to share and i've been it's still very early but there's like you know talks with a different pharmacist association to be bringing like stress resilience and mindfulness programs across canada uh, for pharmacists and, you know, potentially bring it to universities to help students too. Um, so yeah, that is, it's, there's still a lot of things to be clarified, but like, that's the vision that I'm heading towards too. Wow. 
Wow. I love the, um, the, the way your mission has clarified over time and to, to really serve the, the leaders in this space. And, you know, you talked about the nudges and the whispers. And I often think of the, the businesses we create for, for us entrepreneurs. I often think that the businesses we create are these outlets for our, 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 both our creativity, so our creative expression, and also this co-creation, something we co-create with the universe, something we literally enter into co-creation with, with the universe. You talk about the nudges and, and the, even the, the journey of, oh, it's not quite ripe yet. Oh, that idea is percolating, but I'm going to put that, I'm just going to let that, I'm going to let that sit there and I'm, and I'm going to come back to it when the time is ripe and then recognizing when the time is ripe <laughs> years later and, and also recognizing often the resistance we feel the is that what you said the inconvenience it's, it's like very inconvenient so, it's like very inconvenient it's not the right time <laughs> the inconvenience and the the limiting beliefs that might come in the way um but then this 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 commitment to being a yes to this co-creative process it's such a joyful experience it is it is joyful. It also has a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> it is also an experience that will bring you to your knees. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because I, as I've been reflecting on this, like the, what has been bringing me to my knees is really my own resistance. Yeah. It's like things have been flowing. You know, if you want to use the word manifestation, like I've been manifesting like opportunities, things have been going in. Like, so I've been receiving proof that this is working you know, and this is a line. And even when I just tune into like how it feels like this feels good. And at the same time, there's that resistance of like, for me, I feel like the, the challenge of letting go mm -hmm. of, you know, letting go of something good to step into something great. That is my challenge right now. And how that looks like for me is, you know, so I've built over the last five years, you know, my health coaching practice, the one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, I've been taking a step back from it in order to give space to this new this new project but at the same time there's that part of me that doesn't want to give, like fully give up and I not to be honest sometimes I'm like do I really need to give up fully like my one-on-one -on -one health coaching practice I'm like no no not necessarily and not not yet anyways but I just know inside of me like do you have to kind of close that chapter mm. in order to be able to like fully step in and fully focus on a new project? So there's like a kind of resistance of like letting go and also like fully stepping in yeah. to this other, um, this other path. So that's actually, I feel like where I am right now, you know, like still taking that aligned action, but I know there's that like, kind of like that mental, like energetic kind of closure mm -hmm. that I need to do. Mm. that is my process right now i can i resonate with what you're saying and from an outside looking in what it feels like is simply an evolution right and i think that as creative as co-creative as creative beings in this co-creative process with the universe 
we are constantly growing and evolving and what our offers to the world are going to constantly grow and evolve as well. Uh, yeah, that resonates and like embracing the evolution. It's like I feel mm. you know the part the, the evolve the part of evolution that's like uh, you know stepping into this new thing is like so exciting. But that the evolution often involves you know letting go, yeah. and saying goodbye, you know, to uh, maybe certain you know parts of us or different parts of our journey. And that's where I'm like. <laughs> yeah there's like that gripping you know so when i you know even think of the title of your podcast and how loose weeds it's like okay how can i how can i <laughs> loosen my yeah, grip exactly <laughs> just shake it out <laughs> exactly that's what it is but i just i know i trust that i know i'll be i'll be able to move forward um but it's kind of like my just that that process like i yeah. went through the same thing of when i i left my a pharmacist um, career at the hospital to go into this um, other um, I still practice pharmacy but I practice it like in a, a remote setting so I basically I work from home and I work more as a consultant for different hospitals um, and even if I still was practicing as a pharmacist that change of like doing doing full-time to doing it part-time in a different environment like it took me a full year <laughs> to say yes to that um, to say yes to that opportunity so I just also know that this is kind of the same thing I'm, I'm going for right now and I just know that I know I'm gonna do it but it's just like letting allowing it to feel safe mm -hmm. you know, enough to to trust also that by fully stepping into this new this new path that I will be supported will be held my needs will be met you know that that's a thing I'm I'm saying a lot and I was listening to your podcast about owning um your vision that you did with Michelle and I'm like have to believe that you know this path is right for me i have to believe that success is possible for me you know in, in this new iteration so that is that is what i am working on <sighs> well i have to tell you i can so resonate with everything you're saying is your as you're speaking i'm actually in a kind of a similar space as you right now and as you're speaking i can feel my whole body just oh, just sinking with you, with you, and just full, I fully understand and feel as much as I can possibly understand and feel another human. And um, but listening to you gives me courage because mm -hmm. it's easy for me to look at you and think, Julie, oh my gosh, we're going to have a conversation in a year from now, and God knows where you're going to be then because I have so much belief in you and so much. You know, it's so easy to to look at people you you respect and admire and care about and, and think, of course your dreams are possible. And it's it's more challenging to flip that dialogue and to and to give it to ourselves. Mm, that is very, very, very true. As coaches, we see it right. People. We can so like call ourselves right. we just forget. <laughs> <laughs> temporary just temporary forgetfulness, yeah. Thank you for this conversation, Julie. This has been um, just so lovely to be back in your presence and to hear about what you're doing and where you're going and your process. So people listening, how, how, how can they, and if they want to be part of your world and they want to, um, you know, to learn more about what you're doing, what's the best place for them to do that? 
So right now, the best place is on my website. So that's juliedonehealth.com. Um, I've actually taken a little step back from Instagram to be able to focus more on sharing about my podcast. But my podcast does have an Instagram. So that's The Collective Connects, uh, which is the name of my podcast. And I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So you can find me at um, on LinkedIn at Julie Doan Coaching. Right. And I'll put all these links in the in the show notes for anyone who's interested in learning more. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Taryn, for this beautiful conversation, this opportunity to catch up. Thank you for allowing me to share a part of my journey and my story. Mm, my pleasure. At the Mind Rebel Academy, we train and support world-class coaches and leaders. We believe that a person thriving inside of their life's work creates a ripple effect that will be felt for generations to come. If you have a yearning to more deeply impact those you love and serve, coaching can create a powerful outlet to step into your purpose. The MRA is wildly dedicated to our students and their potential. Becoming a coach is not something you do, it's someone you become. This is why we have designed our renowned ICF-accredited Mind Rebel Coach Training Series to be a unique blend of coach skills training and deep reflective self-discovery. The passion, integrity, and devotion that we bring to our programs creates an intimate, high-touch, and deeply transformative experience for our students. And to ensure that we maintain that level of service and support, our flagship coach training only begins once a year in the spring and is limited in size. Visit our website to learn more about our start dates and how you can apply to join at www.themindrebel.com. This is so much more than a training. This is your legacy.